Hey, welcome to the Faith NFM podcast. We appreciate your time today, and we encourage you to head on over to faithnfm.com where you can find the notes for this presentation, as well as links to all that's happening around Faith Assembly. Our hope is that this message helps move you forward in your faith journey. I think most of you would agree with me, we live in uncertain times. Man, what's going on in the world? You know, Russia, China, economy, what's going to happen? Sickness, disease, how's that going to transpire? What, what all is going to take place? What's the future look like? One of the greatest things that we've gone through in the last few years has just been uncertainty. And if we're not careful, what will happen is, because things are uncertain, we will start to worry about the future. So I want to talk to you today about how to control worry. We're going to look at a passage of Scripture, a little story that's given to us in Matthew chapter 8. But before that, I, I just want to make sure that we kind of define and you understand what a worrier is. Because some of you think, I'm not a worrier, I'm just concerned. I have found that concern is a code word for worry. So I just gave you a little list. You might be a worrier if you, you tend to dwell on problems. They just tend to stay there, and you just tend to roll them over and over in your mind. You're easily upset by small annoyances, things that kind of shift you out of your mode. You're naturally critical. You have physical symptoms. They're making you sick because you're thinking about it all the time. You constantly rehash past events. You keep going back and bringing it back up. You feel insecure about the future. You feel burned out. You lose, you find loose ends that are hard to handle. I got to have this and I don't like this out there and I got to deal with this. And you're defensive and confrontational and you have a problem when you don't get your way. So um, you might worry about this and, and there's kind of different degrees of worriers. For some of you, you just worry some of the time. A couple times a week, there's a few things that get your attention, and you kind of stay on them a little longer than you should. Some of you, you look at this list, and there's not just one thing here, there's several. Uh, some of you are people who worry all of the time, every day. You've got something going on that you're just kind of holding on to and dealing with this and this and this. And then there's some of you here that I call professional worriers. Uh, you not only worry all of the time, but you worry about the people who worry some of the time. You're the designated worrier for everybody. You worry about you. You worry about the kids. You worry about the neighbors. You worry about the people you work with. You, you worry about people because you know they're not worrying enough. So all of us have to deal with this subject. How do we handle it? How do we get victory over it? How do we control it so that it doesn't take charge of our life? So let's go to the story, and let me give you the causes of worry. Matthew chapter 8, verse 23 and 24, Jesus got into the boat, started across the lake with His disciples. Suddenly a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat but Jesus was sleeping. <laughs> so, first of all, the storm. It's an unexpected crisis. 
Something happened that wasn't on your radar. Something happened that you looked at and think, oh man, I didn't see that coming. Or you're kind of at, well, when's the next storm going to hit? When's the next problem going to come? And I don't know where this is all coming from, but I, I just feel like there's going to be another one that's just right down the road. And we start worrying before the next one hits, and we try to prevent it, and you, you, you have to do that. You, you do understand, don't you, that worry never prevents problems. Never. And so we have these unexpected crises. It's called life, isn't it? You don't have control of it. You don't have a say in it. It just shows up. Here it is. Deal with it. And so that's where the disciples were. They were in this boat. They went in the lake. Everything was fine. And suddenly a storm comes up. An unexpected crisis that you and I have to adjust to and have to handle. The waves. Overwhelming circumstances. You know what? The waves are coming into the boat. The waves are overwhelming us. There's just so much. I sense that this is here, and I sense I didn't expect it, but I also see that it's just bigger than what I am. I don't know what I need to do. Bad things are happening. This is going on. I don't control. I don't know what to do next. You get overwhelmed by your thoughts. You get overwhelmed by what you see. You just look at what's going on, and the waves just keep beating you up and up and up and up. And about the time you have get the kind of adjusted to one, another one shows up and just keeps coming, doesn't it? Have you ever noticed sometimes that life is unrelenting and it just keeps happening and happening and happening? And so the waves are always there. So there is an unexpected crisis. We didn't see it coming. There's overwhelming circumstances. And thirdly, there's the boat. Inadequate capital. They were in a little boat. Don't think they were in a big, huge thing. They weren't. They were in that boat. That boat was crowded. That boat wasn't much. And sometimes when all this stuff hit, we just feel like we don't have the resources to deal with it, don't we? I don't have the strength. Can't go on. I don't know how I'm going to handle this. I was talking with someone this week, and I said something I, I've said to God a, a few times in my life, probably more than a few times, God, you and I need to talk about how much you think I can handle. Because I'm about at the end. And you get overwhelmed with everything. It just keeps pouring in. It just keeps manifesting itself. And you say, I don't have enough money to deal with this. I don't have time. I just can't do this. I don't have the energy. I don't think I can go on anymore. I just don't think I can handle this anymore. I'm at the end of my rope. And you start to worry. And then on top of that, there's Jesus. Insufficient concern. And what's Jesus while all of this is going on? What's he doing? He's asleep on the job. <laughs> you know, he's over in the corner somewhere, got himself a nice little pillow, maybe, you know, wrapped up, oblivious to what's going on. I don't know, have you ever had your spouse wake you up? You need to wake up and worry about this. This is important. Come on, don't you see how big this is? And you're trying to shake somebody to get them to see how much you see about all that's happening and all that's taking place. And, and doesn't Jesus know what's going on? And if he knows what's going on, why isn't he doing something about it? Why isn't he fixing this? 
I'm all alone. I don't have any help. I'm the only one who sees how critical this is. Nobody cares. Nobody understands. Nobody calls. And you start getting mad at people because of their lack of interest and their lack of understanding. And worry grows out of suspicion sometimes that nobody cares about you but you and that you're left all alone to deal with your problems. And you feel like nobody knows, not even God. And if God's watching this and seeing this, and after all, if God understood what I understood, He'd do something. And all of these things start happening. And what's our result? What's our response? We start worrying, don't we? Oh no, the boat's going under. We're going to sink. The things that are happening are just too big for me. I can't handle this anymore. I didn't think it was going to be like this. I didn't think this was going to happen. In my wildest dreams, I never imagined this. And now it's so great. It's monumental. And I've got to now adjust to this. And nobody seems to understand how big this is. Nobody gets it. And I prayed and I prayed and I've talked and nothing's happening. And so worry keeps building, doesn't it? Ever been there? Some of you are there right now, aren't you? So what do we do about it? If that's what causes our worry, what's the cure? Well, the great thing about God's Word is He always tells us how to handle life, doesn't He? He always gives us a way to deal with what's going on. And so let's look at the cure for worry. Matthew chapter 8, verse 25, 26, and 27. So the disciples went and woke him up, notice, shouting. Can you hear the panic in their voices? Lord, save us. We're going to drown. They made an assumption, didn't they? Worry always causes you to make assumptions, doesn't it? And Jesus responded, Why are you afraid? You have so little faith. He got up, rebuked the wind and the waves, and suddenly there was a great calm. Now imagine this. He stands up, says something to the wind and the waves, the water, and suddenly it goes from a raging sea to clear and flat as glass in one moment. And the disciples were amazed. Who is this guy? Even the winds and the waves obey him. It shouldn't shock you that God can handle your problems. But it does sometimes, doesn't it? So let me give you a few things that they did from this passage. First of all, respond like a follower of Jesus. A novel idea. You're a Christian, act like it. So what did they do? They went to Jesus and woke him up. Now, you don't have to wake Jesus up. He's already awake. 
But they notice, they didn't go to him until they thought they were going to drown. See, worriers are reluctant to ask for help because they're so busy worrying. And they think they've got solutions and created solutions and already know what's going on. And they've played this all out and all through. But the first thing you should do when things start coming your way, when circumstances start being overwhelming, when you recognize, I don't have what it takes, what's the first thing you do? You go and talk to God. Right? Okay, that was a horrible response right there. If you're a follower of Christ, the first thing you do, not worry and then go talk to Him, the first thing you do is go and talk to Him. So Philippians, Paul writes these words. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Don't worry about anything. Now, for some of you, you need to highlight that. You need to underline it. You need to circle it. And especially don't miss that word, anything. Command, don't worry. Don't do it. Instead... Pray about everything. Talk to God about everything that's going on in your life. Tell God what you need. Thank Him for all He's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Now notice, it does not say then He will remove all your problems, does it? It does say instead of worrying, you can have peace. Your call, your choice. But Notice what he says. You pray about it. Doesn't matter what it is, everything. You pray about it. You go to God about it. Prayer is simply this. Talk to God. Talk to Him. Tell Him what you're feeling. Tell Him what you're seeing. Tell Him what you're imagining. God, tell Him everything that's going on in your life. He can handle it. He's a big boy. Plus, here's another little secret. He already knows. Just tell him, tell him, pray about everything. Tell him what you need. God, here I am. Here's what I'm facing. Here's what I think I need. First of all, here's what I know I need. I need you to help me. I need you to take care of this. I need you to direct my steps. I need you to give me wisdom. I need you to give me patience. I need you to help me in this area. I think I need this. Now, here's the third thing that that verse says that kind of sounds out of place. Thank him for what he's done. It's hard to be thankful and worry at the same time. Worry causes you to not see all that God has done. And so the writers say, tell him. Because worriers usually aren't thankful people. Tell him. Well, pastor, I'm just miserable. Well, you got a choice. 
You can blame God and be miserable, or you can thank God and be miserable. Which one do you want? And so he says here, he says, look, go to God. That's what the disciples did. That's the first thing. God, wake, Jesus, wake up. God, we need your help. We can't handle this. We're afraid of this. We don't know what's going on here. We don't know how to control this. This is beyond our control. Help us. Tell God what you need. Now, it's very simple most of the time for me to tell God what I need. God, here's what I need. Help! Help me! I just need your help. Thank you for your goodness to me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for caring. Thank you. So before you get too far into your worrying phase, respond like a follower of Jesus. Go to him first. Pray to him, talk to him about everything that's going on, tell him what you need, and just be thankful. Got it? That's where you start. Secondly, question your fears. Question your fears. Worry almost always grows out of fear. What are you afraid of? What is it that you think is going to happen? What is it you think might happen? Because fear and worry are partners. They'll always be together. And what does Jesus ask them? Why are you afraid? Oh, I don't know. This boat isn't very big, and it seems that there's taken on a lot of water, and there's a lot of waves coming here, and I didn't see this happening, and I think I'm going to drown. And God, you know, where are you at? What are you, why are you afraid? <coughs> Scripture over and over and over again tells us, don't be afraid. So it says, don't worry, don't be afraid. John 14, 27, I am leaving you with a gift peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. In other words, you, when you act worldly, won't get it. Don't be troubled or afraid. Well, but I don't know. We might go to war. Don't be afraid. Well, the economy could collapse. Don't be afraid. Well, I might lose this. Don't be afraid. You see, here's what fear is. Kind of give you a definition there in your notes. Fear. I look at something in the future that I'm afraid might happen. Fear is borrowing from the future of which you cannot control. Thinking that this is what's going to be the happen. What was the disciples' conclusion when they were afraid? We're going to drown. Little secret, if Jesus is in the boat, you're not going under. We're going to cease to exist. We're going to go broke. We're going to have panic. We're going to be this. We're going to be that. Oh, no. We always come to a conclusion, don't we? Why? Fear 
<laughs> you always start playing, what if this happens? And what if this happens? And what if that happens? And, you know, I, I, I don't understand. This is here and this is here. Don't be afraid. So you ask yourself, you go talk to Jesus, and you ask, why am I afraid? It's because I'm looking at things from a worldly mindset, from someone who cannot see the big picture, and I'm not trusting God as I should. I don't need to be afraid of what's going to happen. Oh, but you don't understand. Matthew 6.34, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will bring its own worries. There's a comfort. What's on my agenda for tomorrow? More worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Amen to that. Stay in the present. Don't allow fear to take you places you shouldn't go. Understand, I must not be afraid. If I am a follower of Christ, I don't need to fear. So, respond as a follower of Christ. Question your fears. Don't let fear be in control. Why am I afraid? Trust in Him. Thirdly, increase your faith. Increase your faith. You're worrying because you don't have enough faith. Now, those aren't my words. That's what Jesus said to His disciples, isn't it? Why do you have so little faith? Why aren't you trusting me? I'm here with you. What do you have to be afraid of? I will take care of you. I will help you. I'm here. Well, I know you're here, but I need you to do this and this and this and take care of this. Hold it. The answer to your problems is not for you to get God to do what you want Him to do and whatever you've already concocted in your head as a solution to your problem. The answer to your problems is Jesus. And if He's with you in the boat, you don't need to be afraid and you trust Him to take care of things. Matthew 6.30 if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today, thrown in the fire tomorrow, He will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Here's what faith is. Faith is, I look at the future and trust the God who is with me. He's with me. And as long as He is for me, who can be against me? As long as He's with me, I'm okay. Because here's the thing. Your worries will not keep your boat afloat. Your worries won't calm the seas. Your worries aren't going to provide what you need to have provided for you. Your worries are not the solution to fix your problems. The same circumstances that cause worry can also increase your faith. God, rather than looking at all of this and being afraid, rather than letting worry kind of overwhelm me, God, 
I'm going to put my faith and trust in you, knowing that you're going to be faithful. Now, you professional worriers, those of you that can see into the future, you think others are blind and going into the future without a cure. After all, there's some concern here that we need to deal with. You use your vision to pray and trust God because He's the one that's going to help us. He's the one that's going to help us. Luke 8, 14. The seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message, but all too quickly it's crowded out by what? The cares, riches, pleasures of this life. The cares, the things we care about. And they never grow into maturity. Worry stops you from growing in God. It takes you back. So you and I come to that place where we question our fears but increase our faith. We talk to God about it. God, here's what's going on. Thanks for everything. I know I can trust you. I know I'm going to take care of you. And God, I'm not going to allow fear to control my life I can't see into the future. I don't know what it holds. I, I don't understand a lot of things. I don't know why this is happening, this that. I don't know. But God, I will trust you because I know you are the one who will help me in the midst of this. Last thing, acknowledge God's faithfulness. Who is this? Even the winds and the waves obey Him. There is nothing that will ever happen in our lives but what God is still in control. And sometimes He won't take them all away, but He always will be with you through them all. And if He's in the boat, you're going to be fine. Psalm 89, verse 8. Here, here's what the psalmist wrote. Lord, the God of heaven's armies, where is there anyone as mighty as you? Oh, Lord, you are entirely faithful. He's not sleeping. He's faithful. He won't let you drown. He won't disabandon you. He won't forget about you. He cares about you. He will help you. Now, He might not do what you want Him to do, but He will give you what you need to deal with what you're facing. He's great. He can do it all. First Chronicles 29, 11. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, the majesty. Everything in the heavens and on the earth is yours, O Lord. Yours is, this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. You're in control. Uh, please hear me. We worry because we're trying to do what only God can do. It's all about control, isn't it? You don't get to control your world. And the secret is not for you to get more control. The secret is to let God control you. I trust you, God, because you're faithful. I trust you, God, because you will keep your word. I trust you, God, because you care. Matthew 6, 26, look at the birds. They don't plant 
or harvest or store food in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them, aren't you far more valuable to Him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And many times we worry because we forget about the character of God, how great He is. We forget about the nature of God, how much He does care. He will help us. And thus Matthew writes in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Seek the kingdom of God above all else, live righteously, and He will give you everything you need. Now, do we believe this or not? Don't try to live tomorrow today. And the areas that you're worrying about the most are the areas that you haven't let God had control of yet. Let Him be in control. So you begin with, talk to God. Start there. Tell Him. Tell Him what's going on. And thank Him. Don't allow fear to come in and overwhelm you because fear never helps you. Become a person of faith. I will trust God because I know that God is faithful and He will help me. And you have to change how you respond to the issues of life. Your worrying won't go away overnight, but you can work at it and it'll take time. 1 Peter 5, 7. Give all your worries and cares to God. He cares about you. He cares. Some of you need to take that to heart today. He cares. Not only does He care, He's in control. Trust Him. Trust Him. So what is there in your life right now that you need to go to God about say, God, here it is. Here's what I'm dealing with. Here's how I'm facing it. I need your help. I'm not going to let fear come in. I'm going to trust you because I believe that you're a God who cares. Now, if you're listening today and you're without God in your life, you better worry. But your worrying is not going to fix anything. You see, you've got nobody to be in control and to help you but you. But God says, look, if you'll invite me in, if you'll live for me, I'll help you. I'll give you what you need. I'll take care of you. You can trust me. So could we take a moment this morning, just us and God. God, here I am. Here's what I'm dealing with today. I want to come to you because I don't want to be afraid I want to live by faith, not fear. And I believe I can trust you and you'll be faithful. Would you just take a moment, you and God, would you just do that? forgive us of the times we forget that you're in the boat with us. 
would you forgive us of how we think our circumstances are beyond even your control? Or we accuse you of not caring, not working. And we don't come to you first. We try to handle it in ourselves. And that never works out well. So would you help us in the midst of these uncertain times that we live in? Help us to respond like we're a Christian and go to you first and trust you and put our faith in you and know that you will help us. We might not always like your answers. We might not even like having to deal with the things we're going through. But we can have an assurance that you will be faithful and you will get us through it. And we can trust you. So thank you today for caring about us. And for anyone, Lord, who doesn't know you and hasn't given their life to you, would you help them to understand that there's a way that they can live life without fear and without worry. And it's through Jesus Christ. We thank you today for all the help you give to us. Help us to live in it and stay in it, I pray. In thy name, amen. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or would like to speak to someone concerning this message, we invite you to fill out our online communication card at faithnfm.com. And if you're able, we'd love to have you with us in person on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 1045 a.m. or on the best night of the week for Wednesday prayer at 7 p.m. We're at 7101 Bayshore Road in North Fort Myers, just two miles west of I-75 at exit 143. Thanks again for listening.